Hello, everyone. Welcome to the California Association of Tactical Officers podcast, where we discuss a variety of SWAT-related topics. We believe tactics are a science, and the art is in how we apply those tactics. My name is Marcus Sprague. And I'm Brent Stratton. So this episode is a little different than our usual podcast here at Cato. For anyone who's listened to our previous episodes, you know that any time spent with retired Command Master Chief Jason Tushin is time well spent. We also enjoy our conversations with Dr. Graham Simpson. So when Brent and I were asked to sit down with Dr. Simpson, Jason, and retired Navy SEAL William Branham, we said yes. This is an unscripted roundtable where the group talks about the health and performance challenges that both of our professions share and discuss what you can do to optimize your health now and ensure a healthy retirement. As a side note, we had an opportunity to spend some time with Will during the conference. He has his own company and has even done a TED Talk. I would highly encourage you to check it out. As always, I hope you enjoy the show. And I would like to take a moment to thank Cato Gold Sponsors for supporting the work that Cato does throughout California. I would like to thank Aardvark Tactical for their relentless support for Cato for many years. While they may be famous for their excellent customer service, Project 7 Armor Platform, and Sajin and low-key tactical robots, Aardvark works with teams to deliver custom integrated purpose-built solutions that are designed to protect tactical operators. They find, develop, and manufacture purpose-built products that enhance tactical operator safety. Check them out at aardvarktactical.com. Thank you to Battleboard, a company whose origins were founded by a Marine who was looking for a flexible, durable, and portable map tracking system to coordinate operations on the ground in Afghanistan. Several evolutions later, Battleboard has emerged as an industry leader for those coordinating small and large-scale operations in the field. Veteran-owned and made in America, start your next mission fully prepared with Battleboard. Check them out at battleboard.us. I'd like to thank a long-standing supporter of Cato and our chemical agent program. Founded in 1981, Combined Systems Incorporated is a recognized leader in the design, manufacture, and marketing of security products for the global defense and law enforcement markets. As the premier supplier of less lethal munitions and launching systems, CSI manufactures products for riot control, police tactical teams, corrections officers, and military units. CSI's blue chip customer base includes the U.S. Army, U.S. Marines, U.S. Navy, and the majority of U.S. law enforcement, as well as foreign military and security forces around the world. Check them out at CombinedSystems.com. Come up here and tell us about yourself. I uh, have been buddies with uh, Tishan for a little while. I have been uh, was in police work for a little, about 25 years. And uh, Jason watched me deteriorate over time. <laughs> uh, uh, just had a, a career where you kind of eat when you can. And uh, that's not always the best option. Sometimes you don't eat at all. And uh, when you do eat, it's not good stuff. You get weird sleeping patterns. Uh, you get on call all the time. And uh, you cannot do anything for a long time and then have short bursts of, you know, fighting chasing and doing all the stuff police officers do so uh over time uh i felt like my sleep wasn't good i wasn't really i wasn't horrible i just was never good and uh try to figure out every time i went to my doctor uh, i just got the minimum all the time never could uh get good answers try to even get in labs was like well something has to be wrong with you to get a lab done and then when you do the labs they did the minimum so I was just frustrated and wasn't sure what to do. And Jason's actually like 76 years old yeah. and <laughs> he was still, you know, operating pretty good. So he called me up one day and goes, Hey man, you look horrible. You, you need to get some help. No, he just, <laughs> he didn't say that. Uh, he was a lot nicer, but uh, he kind of turned me on to uh, meeting the doc and everybody. And uh, a lot of questions I had were answered right away and started uh, making plan that I could actually optimize myself instead of just getting by and so uh, for me uh it was awesome dude so thank i never thanked you but thanks for sure man i'm sure well thanks all right yeah so uh jason tushin i uh did a 27 year career and some change in the seal teams uh oh god about like 2005 2006 actually 2005 on a deployment to iraq with uh when will was there uh some of the young dudes got me into crossfit you know i always valued physical fitness and what I thought was proper nutrition, uh, did a workout with them and it completely humbled me. 
And so I started getting into CrossFit a bit. Getting involved in it led me to kind of discover uh, the paleo diet and the zone diet. And so I, I started taking that on board and concurrently a uncle or a brother-in-law of mine, who's a radiologist, uh, sent me the book, Good Calories, Bad Calories, and said it was the most important medical book he's ever read. And so I, I, I fundamentally changed my diet into a, you know, I, I basically called a paleo uh, diet. Uh, that in turn, I, I felt fantastic. Uh, allergies went away. But the the SEAL team life, much like a cop or a, a firefighter, uh, it you don't realize the toll it's taken internally on your body. Uh, it just beats the hell out of you. But it's masked by the fact that you're physically fit, uh, in good shape. Everybody thinks you're hunky dory because outside appearances, uh, inside you could be a train wreck. Also going on at the same time, I was adopted and I didn't know my biological history. And so as I was getting out and, uh, actually it's my birthday, uh, 2017, six months before I got out. So Wisconsin came out there. I, I went, a, a friend of mine, uh, passed away driving to work from a heart attack, same age as me. And, uh, the doc at work was like, he was a radiologist. So he was like, all you idiots are getting cardiac CTs. And I did, and I had blockage and it scared the shit out of me. And so it led me to find my biological parents, which I did. Uh, and lo and behold, yeah, uh, from the paternal side, uh, I should have had a heart attack in my late thirties. Uh, my biological grandfather passed away in his late thirties. My biological father I was dead twice, but he recovered from heart attacks, uh, late thirties, early forties. And so that scared the hell out of me. And for the first time in my life, I kind of felt lost a little bit, uh, serendipitous timing right around, uh, about a year, year into that struggle. I discovered, uh, opt health, got to do a pilot, uh, Santos, you know, introduced me to it, thought I'd be uh, a good fit. And it was like such an insane breath of fresh air actually you know, not just having you know, like the VA and even in the military medical system, they're very much uh, dogmatic in their views and their views are stuck in the 1950s diet heart hypothesis. And for me, I want to get to the root cause of issues. And so having doctors that I could collaborate with who wanted to get to the root cause of my issue as much as I wanted to, in my opinion, without question, it, it saved my life uh, in terms of refining things just enough and, and having, you know, quantifiable empirical data that I can look at via labs and tests and everything else to tailor the solution to me and my genotype and whatnot. And, you know, fast forward now, it's been three years and some change. I believe it's, you know, just recently uh, did, did the test again, the cardiac CT. And it's like, damn, man, it, feel like I kind of stopped it in his tracks. You know, as a, a father of two, I mean, my kids are older, but, but my wife, you know, she opted not to work and raise the kids and um, military salary. You know, I finally want to, I'm out and I want to be able to make some money and have them be better off than I was when I was, you know, growing up. And uh, that fear lingering of, fuck, I'm going to drop dead of a heart attack in any moment now, uh, having that put aside and it just takes a level of stress off and I can focus on shit that's important uh, and leave them better off, you know? And so it definitely was a massive contributor, I think, to saving my life. So yeah, that's my Tell story. Tell me about your life insurance policy. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I stacked it up. Life insurance policy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I definitely did. Uh, I, I, yeah, whatever that Navy mutual aid. Yeah, I got a good one. Uh, but yeah, like that's a lot of money coming out of my pocket yeah. for preparation to drop dead before I'm, you know, 55. And, uh, I mean, I still could, but who knows? So, uh, William Branham, I spent 26 years in the SEAL teams, 26 years and 17 days in the Navy. <laughs> and, uh, only because I know that because when I speak on stage, I, that's what I say. I that <laughs> slide up there. 23 of those 26 years, I was in the SEAL teams and very similar story to, to Touche outside of the cardiac thing plaque or calcification actually i should probably go get that checked um doc simpson recommended that a while ago but i live on a rock in the middle of the pacific ocean i don't feel like we have those capabilities out there probably on this trip back to the mainland i'll, I'll get that knocked out but i thought i was performing at a pretty high level 
And, but I knew that I wasn't optimal. I wasn't performing at my most optimal level of performance. As a matter of fact, right after I retired, I started getting these spells where I would, you know, I'd go surf and I'd come back and I would be absolutely exhausted. Like I have to take a nap and I can't stand taking naps. I don't take naps. I don't need that. Uh, but I needed that. And then Santos connected me with op health. And I was like, I don't know, man, maybe I do. And it's kind of like, you know, when I retired, I started a, a CBD company called naked word recovery because of all this noise I had in my head and helped turn down the noise. So I could have more positive self-talk and, 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 you know, stop drinking as much as I was drinking and all this other stuff. So that was, you know, some improvement there, but I was also realized that there's still more, I should be able to do a lot more. I still think I'm 25 years old, even though I'm 50 and I act like I'm 25 can't perform. Like I couldn't perform like I'm 25, but actually I can probably run circles around my 25 year old self now. Um, just based off, you know, being part of Opt Health for about the last three years. As a matter of fact, I didn't even realize like the physical changes that took place, but I did this swim across the Hudson river in 2020 and they took pictures of me and I thought I was in pretty good shape. I thought I looked good. And, you know, I got on the program right after that working out, hadn't changed my workouts very much. And I just took a selfie after coming back from a run. I was training to do, to run across the Grand Canyon, rim to rim to rim out and back 54 miles. And I was like, holy shit, there's a huge difference between that body and this body now. The picture was nuts, dude. It's like, I, I'm <laughs> like, who's that Who's that fat guy over there with no definition and, and nothing else? And uh, I weigh up right about exactly the same weight, but my body composition, I look way better now and in way better shape than I was when I was 30, easily. Right, you taking shirtless selfies? No, I was thinking about that story. I'm like, wow, man, I haven't run 54 miles or swam across the Hudson or anything like that. I think my story is a lot less compelling than that. I was just kind of taken back thinking about how I ended up here with this group of guys. And, and um, you know, just what was entering my mind is how um, kind of uh, different philosophically, how you walk through one door and it leads to another door. Right. And, and I always wanted to be a police officer. I've been a, a police officer for about 20 years. And but I never really had any desire to go be a part of a tactical team. And I had a sergeant who um, who told me that I better have a, a memo for the team on his desk the next day. And and so I, I went out and I tested and I, I made the team and um, I didn't know, um, you know, kind of even what uh, what Cato was. And then I found out about it and um, in finding out about it as an organization of, of people who um, are just trying to help train and get better. And I became friends with Marcus. And as we continued to volunteer through this organization, uh, we became responsible for it and putting on the conference and, and things like that. And in doing that, we were looking for speakers and people who we thought would be interesting. And we came across uh, Johnny Walker, one of our mentors told us about uh, Johnny Walker. And so we we like kind of cold called and uh, got like, yeah, hey, I'll come speak at this conference. And then but they're like, hey, there's a dude that has to come with me, like my handler. <laughs> and so then Tushin came. And then we're like, man, this is a cool guy. And we got, we really enjoyed talking with him. And then we're like, hey, people really enjoyed it. So like the next year, will you come back again? And and then we got a chance to visit with Tushin and start to be able to talk with him a little bit. And then he started telling us like about different struggles and talking about wellness and what health looks like and um, the struggles that people feel. And like for us, like I'm completely humbled by you guys and your service um, in the teams and in, in, in the military. And um, I think... I don't think any cop looks at themselves at all as anywhere even remotely close to what you guys do and what you guys have done. And so Jason's like, hey, man, a lot of the issues that you guys see from a health standpoint are the same things that we see. I'm like, yeah, right, man, get out of here. There's no there's not even any comparison. But when you start talking about things, it's all kind of relative um, with the struggles and things that you have. So when he was telling me about these things, I thought, well, wow, that's really interesting. And so then the next year when we invited uh, Doc Simpson out, Marcus and I interviewed um, Jason and Doc Simpson for uh, a podcast that we do. And I was still, um, I just thought, yeah, the, the principle sounds great, but okay, well, let's go have the conversation. And I was taking notes during the conversation and I walked straight out of that and I went down and found my wife and I was like, come on, we have to go talk to Dr. Simpson. Um, she's got some autoimmune issues and a lot of kind of chronic pain, chronic fatigue type stuff. And um, we've been married for 20 years and I just see um, her health is, is up and down. And um, we've been through to doctors offices all over trying to, to get some answers for her. And for me, I, I'm, I feel pretty, feel pretty healthy. I didn't think I was, there's anything really wrong with me. 
but you go to a doctor when you get sick and that's really, um, that's really it. And so what Dr. Simpson talked about, about being proactive with your health and taking steps to um, find ways to be able to optimize your health and make yourself more healthy and be proactive. It really, it speaks to me and my whole philosophy and how I want to, um, how I want to live my life. If it speaks to my philosophy of, of police work that you don't want to wait for something to happen, you want to get out and be proactive and get out ahead of something and prevent problems before they occur. And that's the whole model of opt health. And so, um, my wife and I have done it together for the last year and we've just noticed huge differences. Um, and I feel like I'm still only, <clears throat> excuse me, scratching the surface as to what's actually out there. Cause I know I'm not leveraging the program completely the way it needs to be done, but just even the way that I've been able to do it, it's been a huge change in my life. Um, I feel, um, much healthier. It's not just kind of like what what Jason is talking about before, there's a whole, there's a whole health industry model. And we were kind of victims of that for, um, and, and didn't really know any different. So I feel like opt health has been really, really good at kind of changing our dynamics and how, um, on how we live our lives and, and how we're going kind of about our, our day to day. And we still, have, we still have a lot more to go. And then listening to you guys talk, I'm, I'm sitting here taking it all in, realizing I'm, I'm not even scratching the surface of where I need to be. So I'm really excited about um, even furthering it a little bit more and and being, quite frankly, being more like you guys and having having the perspective that you have. And so it's been great getting to meet um, Dr. Simpson and being able to have time with him. But even talking with Chris and everybody from the team has just been top notch, super responsive. And uh, it's been a really great opportunity getting to 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 work with you guys. Yeah, so you awesome. feel better. I feel a ton better. Cause you look like shit. I, I know that's the, that's the, that's the hard part about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> so well, I say, did, man, you look good though, I man. Feel, like, you look, you look he's great. sleepy. I've caught, he's sleepy, man. He's super strong, but he, you're like, that guy's not that like shape. And then you see him, you're like, Oh, he's kind of fast too. Uh, yeah, he's one of those. Dudes. It's a uh, lost, you know, lost some weight, but I feel healthier. I feel more energized. I didn't realize it was just, I didn't realize that I'd lost a step and just, you know, you have your day and especially my job right now, I'm an, I'm an admin nerd. And so I didn't realize that I'd lost a step, but you get home in the evening and you just kind of want to, after dinner and talk, you just kind of want to disengage and sit down. And next thing you know, I'm falling asleep on the couch and it's not that late and not realizing that I've, I just wasn't what, um, what I wanted to be. And so I feel 10 times better. But again, I know I've got some more discipline to, to, to dial in and, and continue to improve. But um, but I, it's been really, really great. It's been eye-opening, perspective shifting, life-changing. So oh. it's been really great. So, um, but it was pretty cool just to sit here and, and think like, how the hell did I end up right yeah. in this group yeah, here? Yeah, and yeah. so my my brain was making all the connections as to how I ended up here. And it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. And that's... um. For me, it's one thing I like to talk about with guys, like just take that first step and walk through something and you take an opportunity and those opportunities will lead to, will, oh, totally. lead, will lead to other things, you know, and if I'd never tried out for that team, you know, 16 years ago, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys today. Right. And so it's just, it's pretty cool. I wouldn't You'd have just a friend. be in the traffic division, yeah. just writing <laughs> tickets. Like, and you're changing, right. I'm right. changing lives. <laughs> now it's funny how little things like that, like, I mean, I, I, the night before I was supposed to go to Marine Corps boot camp, you know, I was 18 I got liquored up broke my hand after a fight with a girl and uh yeah ended up in the seal teams yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so uh, shit happens for like, a reason yeah but i think you brought up a great point forgive the expression but you know that boiling a frog deal right how do you boil a frog because you don't even know yeah and just over time totally and you're you're performing but you're not having the best life and yeah especially like when you retire right when we retire we survived all whatever that is, you know, different things, but similar problems. You want to be able to do the things you want to do. And if you don't right. take care of yourself, like I, someone asked me the other day, I'm like, I wish I did this. I wish someone taught us this in high school. Yeah. And then like, learn how to maintain your body. Right. Right. To the rest of your life. It's the only one you get so that you can do all the things you want to do instead of you see broke down guys in their fifties and sixties that are like, I waited till I was 55 or 45 and got out 55, got out. Now I can't even do any of the stuff physically I wanted to do. It's <clears> shocking, <throat> man. Like you don't, again, like I said, you don't realize that, you know, cause you, you're masking it through, you know, all the activity and, and the job it's challenging. And, but internally you, you really see it when guys retire and, you know, more than not, they turn into a bag of donuts when they get out. You look at them, you're like, holy crap, man, like what happened? And, uh, you know, it, it, it's sad because you, you spent all this time and energy, you know, doing this job. And then 
not your opportunity to not have to worry about phone calls at three in the morning or getting shot at or whatever the hell else. And you're physically, the wheels have come off and you can't enjoy life like you should. And it, it's sad to see it, but you go to her like a reunion. You're like, dude, you and, then, like shit. and then you'll see a window. I don't know if it's true for you guys, but you'll see guys that their first two years, they actually start looking younger. Yeah. Because the stress is gone. That, that constant stress, you know, it's not big stress. Sometimes this is a little stress, but it never goes away. Right. So guys that really take care of themselves, those first two years, you're like, you look younger, man. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not stressed out every day. Totally. You know, like I'm not, I'm sleeping, I'm <laughs> sleeping seven hours, you're like, Ooh, seven hours. Right. Yeah. But like even that stuff. Right. And then, but you're, I, for our population, I'd say the same. Right. Yeah. And the old, the old, the OG guys and generations that brought him and I up, it was drink, smoke. Don't talk about stuff. Don't totally. take care of yourself. And yeah, those guys all died. Yeah, died in their sixties. They talk, suck it up, suck it up, and yeah. keep moving. Well, they talked yeah. about like how, and, and and it is. There's a, a really great retirement that you know that officers have. But for um, some of the data will show that only ten percent of people will make it to a, a retirement. And for us, it's a, a full thirty years. And the guys that do, um, on average, were dying within seven years from, from the wow. time that they retired. Right. So you've got this. It's you know it's it's a it's a great retirement, but you're you're not going to make it to it. The numbers are going to show most of these guys aren't. Hopefully, this is a, a healthier generation that's getting us to the point where we can um, where we can obviously live live a lot longer and live deeper and live live happier but when you you look at the um some of the some of those numbers man there it's not it's not reason to be optimistic so when you have things like like opt health where you can do this stuff now and you know i found this on the back half of my career right but think about if i'd have been more proactive and found this stuff earlier and you can find it on the front half of your career and that's why we're super happy to have you guys um quite frankly at our conferences and yesterday i told everybody i looked over i was having lunch and i was looking at your guys's booth and your nurses were shanking <coughs> people left and right man there was like <laughs> 50 dudes here yeah. uh, left and right getting with their sleeves rolled up getting shanked and i was like that's really good good to see and it's good to see young guys in there and everything too and we've got a good blend and hopefully we get more people that are aware and catching this stuff on the front half of their career so that they're able to live better the back half of their career and then be able to go forward because i know i'm sure it's just like in in your industry you see higher than average numbers of of um, people with significant amount of medical issues you see them with higher than average numbers of uh, marital issues uh, families being broken alcoholism suicide rates and things totally. like that so um i, I think this is not the factor, but is a big factor in, in showing reductions in a lot of those areas. Oh, completely. Yeah, I, I might add something. I was talking to, I think, who heads up the Cato gentleman this morning that Chris introduced me to. It was at Thor. Thor. He's the Thor. Yeah, he's the NTO. He's our national, he's the national uh, president. So it yeah. was really, we were just sitting there having a cup of coffee and Chris grabbed him and brought him over. And I was shocked to hear what he told me, you know, what you were just saying that you know, the, the lifespan of a lot of the law enforcement people is, you know, cut short tremendously. That was one. But he told me, he said to me, he said, Graham, what do you think, uh, you know, which group of people in the country, you know, are the most obese? You know, I thought, well, in my world, it was, you know, nurses, night nurses on the top floor of the hospital with three pizzas in front of them. And they looked like huge. He said, no, no. He says, it's law enforcement. And he said, look, the Cato guys aren't so bad because they're the kind of elite of, of the law enforcement. I mean, this is what I understood as a lay, you know, as a dumb doctor here. But, you know, what he said to me, I thought to myself, geez, I mean, this, this is not good at all. You're dying early. You know, you think you're going to get out and have a long life and enjoyable life. But you go to these, some of these reunions, you see these poor guys. So, you know, I'm, 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 I must say, I suppose I'm grateful that I've, you know, since we started Opt Health about three years ago, I mean, I would never probably met a lot of you law enforcement guys. I mean, yes, I used to see the cops and I used to do some of the things with, you know, fire guys and first responders and that, but not getting an insight to the lives of, you know, the military guys and the law enforcement guys. And I mean, another thing that I heard from your national director, he said to me, he said, you know, the problem is that so many of the Cato guys and other guys, they're very suspicious 
and probably not if they don't see the medical profession yeah. as being very credible. Right. You know, that he says, was that That's shocking to you? As no, it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it wasn't shocking at all. I thought to myself, it's not a very trusting group. No, and and I mean the point is, my little talk in an hour here. I mean, I saw that maybe you guys saw it. It was a little, and you'll see it in the talk. It's like a one-minute thing by this guy, Dana White, who's the UFC. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yoga. So he's he's talking to. He summed up. He talking Marcus about this. He summed up in one minute exactly what you think, and probably why the people here feel like they do, because he said, you know, he was talking to this guy, and he said, look. If I break my arm, I'm going to the doctor. If I need surgery, I'm going to the doctor. My general health, forget about it. The medical profession is full of shit. They don't know anything. So <laughs> I thought to myself, there it is right there. I mean, we, we have to move away from, you know, this crazy medical system that is so expensive. America turns out to be number 44 on the list, you know, globally. We spend, you know, in I know in you know a year or two ago it was four and a half trillion dollars, and I mean if everyone was getting super healthy and we're at the top, but the fact is that in 2021 it seemed that for the first time in America lifespan dropped 2.7 years. It's never happened before, and this was before COVID. It wasn't COVID. This was before COVID. And, you know, I think that that is where this tipping point was reached with the shit American diet, because it is the nutrition. And, you know, insulin resistance, meaning high sugars and insulin, is really the cause of all 80% of what we die from and what's affect, affecting all the guys in the military. I mean, I hear they're having a hell of a time just trying to find people that are reasonably fit that can even yeah. come in there. They, they all these guys, pass. I mean, yeah. half Same the world us. is fat, diabetic, and sick. America, 60% yeah. of people are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. I mean, this is the real pandemic. It's not COVID, it was a bullshit thing, but I mean, that's the real issue is, is the nutrition. Totally. And where are you going to get that? When you go to a most doctor, you know, you're there, but like you say, you only turn up when you're sick. You know, a doc I've got bronchitis here, he listens to you, gives you a couple of antibiotics, six minutes, and you're out the door. You know, why did you get the bronchitis in the first place? Might be the place to start, you know. Yeah. So, I and mean, I've never even thought about that before meeting you. You yeah, know, I've no, never would I mean, have thought absolutely. like you just, you get sick, you show up at the doctor, he gives you a Z pack or whatever, and you're gone. I mean, it's been, it's a, it's a complete yeah. shift in, perspective it's a whole it's a system sh shifting and, thought and, process and, you know people have asked me you know graham what, what's like your end game right and so you know my end game is really i want to see healthcare democratized because you know what it should be so inexpensive you just need a little guidance and you need a couple of things because you know we were talking again to your boss there and you know seeing is believing you know just like jason here he went along he's done a great job in preventing himself and he's probably going to do probably a lot better than I'll ever do. But the point is he has been proactive in, in looking at his diet, taking a few essential supplements, very few drugs. And I mean, if you looked at his scan on his heart, because there's, you have to see things for people to believe, you know, and that's, yeah. that's the thing. It's like these sugar monitor things. You know, when you, when you put a little sugar monitor and these guys see it, you know, it's a whole different thing. Then they've got a choice. You know, you can, if you do this, all your sugar disappears and you're normal, or you keep eating all this shit and you're going to die early. Yeah, I mean, you can't you know, ignore it. Yeah, Once yeah, you see so, it, you're going to, are you going to do something about it? Or you're going to pretend yeah, it's not real. Yeah. yeah. So it's anyway, real. I think, you know, and again, you know, to, to the credit of your, your guy, he says, look, what can happen as well when enough guys, you know, see, you know, you, you go to your, your reunion, you see this guy, he looks like he's, you know, his, his biological age is reversed 10 years. And then you see this other guy, Christ, he looks like, he, you know, he's 15 years advanced. Then you start saying, well, Jesus, what are you doing? And, you know, and then you start sharing that from people who you trust and believe in and you've shared bread with for many, many years. Then things start to shift a bit. But otherwise, it's a bit of an uphill battle, I think, you know, with, with this stuff. So I think, I think one of the things is interesting. I heard a couple guys say it downstairs. And I've said exactly the same thing. You know, I, one guy was like, cause we're offering B12 shots downstairs. Right. Yeah. And in 80 plus and things like that. And one of the guys was like, I don't do, I don't like needles. I don't like 
needles. And I'm like, yeah, me neither. But you know what? I stab myself twice a week yeah. now right. with a needle. You know what? It doesn't hurt either. I'm, I'm very, I know what I'm doing now and I don't even feel a thing. No. But uh, you got to get over some of those fears that we have. I mean, again, I, you know, when I first got on the program, I was maybe doing it once a week, maybe once every two weeks. And then I got on the call with you and you're like, I've been doing this for 50 years or something like that. Oh, not quite. It was a long maybe time. It was like 30 years. I, don't, I, I don't know, but it was, I was like, really? You're, I'm like, can, I, can I get a cream and do that or something like that? But I mean, it, it's like, once you get used to that, just that protocol, yeah. like two minutes of time. Yeah do the thing clean the area well the part of that you're combating is bro science right right like where do well, the stigma also like oh i'm yeah. not gonna do steroids it's, and, yeah. and like all the the bad information out there right. oh well if you do like trt your enlarged heart and there's a lot of like Bullshit. anti like yeah. uh information out there leading like pushing people away and pushing them yeah the big pharma whatever that is and i think uh, you took, correct me if I'm wrong, but the military folks aren't much different than our folks in that. Where do we get all our information from each other? Yeah. Right. And do we know, do you know more than me? Probably not, but I'm going to give you my opinion. It must be true. Right. Right. And then it goes the most emphatic yeah. about it. Right. Oh, I must. Yeah. I'm and then, and then you see examples of people who extremely do it. Right. And they don't get the right doctors that, that help them. You get guys that just sell you stuff. Totally. They abuse it and they do have health problems. Right. And yep. so one of the things I, um, I don't think I've ever told you this, but one of the things I like about, I have doc that Graham is my doc. So yeah. I ask him stuff all the time and he's like, no, you don't need that, man. Don't do that. Hey, you don't need to do that. Just do this. And there's a lot of people out there. that will just take your money. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm not looking to take my money. I got plenty of people in my life that take my money. Right. <laughs> I, I want someone to help me learn and I'll yeah. do the work. Right. I'll do the work, but I want the science behind it. So I do it right. Right. It's so true, man. Like yeah. it's my biggest frustration with just you know, like Doc's point. I mean, modern medicine, and yeah, it's great when your you know femur's sticking out of your skin, but when it comes to like health and wellness, they're terrible. And I mean, I just I argue with my VA guy all the time, and it's and he doesn't even like. I'll have reams of studies that are like yeah. randomized control tests going this, this, and this to refute all of his points because I know what he's going to be firing back with, and he's just like. Well, this amp goes up to 11, you know, like the spinal tap scene. It's just, it, it's so frustrating. And it, <laughs> so it's like, look, again, I get yeah. back to like, what's the root cause of your issues? And it takes yeah. some time and discipline and energy on your part. And then you get guidance and advice and, and opinions and, and food for thought from doctors who give a shit. And then you can come up with a strategy that works for you. And yeah, it's a partnership, not a yeah. Own, you, people don't own it, right? Like this right, is yeah. my body; I'm responsible for it. I got to own it. So, yeah, totally. however it looks today, this is my fault, right? Good or bad, it's who yeah. I am. So, own it and then educate yourself. A and little I think and, it ties into and, and it, it gets glossed over sometimes. You focus on the the physical health, but I think that and the mental health are so interconnected. You know, I look I at so okay, why do you? Why do so many of you know cops and and first responders and and veterans take their own life? You know, and I and and I got all my theories on it, but you know, I think I certainly part of it is I can perform at this level, and I you know now I stop doing my job and I can't you know I feel like a shell of myself. That adds to depression and and your you know your mental health and inactivity. Yep. yep. Then you go inactivity. Then you isolate yourself. Self medicate. And then you add you add some self medication. Yeah. Like what, what? Yeah. No. It's a pretty good recipe for getting totally. fucked up, right? Like it. Like yeah. if you want to do, let me make a list of all the things you can do wrong, and your instincts tell you to do them all. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna isolate myself from you guys. I'm not gonna tell you what's going on. I'm yeah. not gonna get good sleep. I'm not gonna get good eat. I'm not gonna exercise, and I'm gonna start drinking and doing other stuff. Totally. And yeah. then, then everyone's surprised that there's a problem. Yeah. I go, I don't know why you're surprised. Like that's check all the boxes. It's good. The, it's a math problem. It is. In addition to losing, losing that sense of mission and the sense of kind of trying to, to, to focus yeah, that you're, I, you're doing I, something I it, good. I, I, like the day I left the SEAL teams or retired, I lost my mission, my purpose and my team. Yep. Overnight. Yeah. It's like that, that yeah. Avengers movie where Thanos snaps his fingers and half the world's population Vanity yeah. 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 Like I lost everything. I yeah. You're right. It's my, your identity. Life. Yeah. Your whole life. Yeah. So I had to like figure out how to start that whole thing. Yeah. yeah. You gotta, Same you with gotta us. find a new a new set of mission. Yeah. Your, your new thing. Which is not that easy doing. to do. No. It's no. Not. 
now. No, especially when like you come in as a, as a young man and it becomes clear as to what it is that you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish to have to recreate what exactly that is. It's going to be then out there in this world, this weird civilian world. There's not like a ton of high performers no. from like the average Joe was a high performer right. where I came from. Yeah. Where yeah. totally like everyone was a high performer. Yeah. Yeah. There were levels of that. But then you come out here and you're like, what do I do? Who I don't. I don't assimilate with anyone out here. Yeah. So I have to go and find my new, who's on my new team. Yeah. Like I yeah. call it building my new SEAL team or my new boat crew or whatever. Yeah. Like I want only high performers around me. I don't want people who are going to pull me down. I want yeah. people yeah. who are going to, I need to, and it takes I more effort. Like make, take my effort to try to get to their level, whatever that is. Yeah. And, that, and like I had to, like, and they're spread out. Figure that you out. had them in a very yeah. condensed area with the same mission and now they're spread out everywhere. And that's oh, yeah. the same, very similar to us, right? Like oh, it becomes, it becomes your identity, not just your job. Right. And if you're not careful, when you lose that, you lose your identity with it. Yeah, that's real gotta, dangerous. If you, and I always advise you like young guys when I'm talking about the careers and teams or whatever, you know, and I just look at the team, you know, you know, military and law enforcement, one, you know, you're fighting bad guys overseas when you're doing it within the confines of the border, you know? Uh, but like, I always advise them, like, do not make this your whole identity because you're going to get out at some point and you're going to be lost as hell, you know, find yeah. something else, you know, have outside interest, do something else while you're doing your job. You know? Dungeons and Dragons or something. Yep. That does sound anything. Healthy. Good call. Yeah. that's interesting you really touched the nerve with brent there yeah. <laughs> in sixth grade he got kicked out of his engine to dragon street and he's still upset about it Damn well it. i've been thinking to myself i was like it's only been the last two years that i've been looking for a hobby something else to do because work is kind of my hobby and i've been i've been looking for something i thought i found something but now that you said dungeons and dragons i think maybe i found my new my new hobby man oh, yeah. i'm in if he shows oh, up with a cost, yeah thanks yeah, yeah man i'm Jack. calling you if he shows up with a costume next time like i'm calling you man like yeah <laughs> lightning bolt <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting, you know, I see this actually also in the civilian sort of lifestyle because I think I think the difference, like a lot of people that retire and they have made their whole identity getting up in the morning, going to work, that purpose. And then these guys, and not all of them, some of the guys who do develop dungeon and drag or other things to keep them busy, they basically sort of gracefully move into a whole different area. But there are many of these guys within a year or two, it's, it's shocking, within a year or two, these guys are dead because they have, you know, for 30 years, you guys as well, I think it's even more compressed like that because, you know, first of all, it's not stretching over necessarily 50, 60 years. It's been compressed into a much more, and you've got that bonding with all your fellow guys who are in the same boat as you. So I think, you know, you can see that, but they, they're both unhealthy in some ways, unless you do, you know, look at the larger context of things, because I agree, you know, mental health is critically important. I mean, when you read the statistics in America now, I mean, it's frightening that, you know, so many people can be depressed, so many people are anxious, and so many people are medicated with all these bloody antidepressants. I mean, Christ, and uh, I mean, just crazy. And look at these kids, I mean, mass shootings, I mean, that you guys are familiar with. I mean, you know, I, I, now at some stage this year, they were like four a day, you know, or something like that. And I'm thinking when I came to this country, you know, a long time ago in 1970s, I mean, I don't think I'd ever heard of a mass shooting, you know, I mean, but now it's like a regular, it's like a regular yeah, part of our lives. It's not like you left a place that was safe either. No, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he, that's he, part he, of the reason. He's like, hey, I'm coming, to, I'm going to come to America. It's less violent. It's, like, it's, it's really true. And there's a fascinating book I, I read recently. It's, uh, it's called Live Paleo Style. It's like free on Kindle Unlimited, but it, it, it a smidgen of its diet. But the author, uh, a guy named Mickey Bendorian, and he's a, uh, anthropologist from Tel Aviv. And he, he looks at, you know, how from a, like a genetic point of view, how we evolved socially. And, you know, we have our tribes, which why the, why the, the police force or the SEAL teams are, you know, you feel comfortable there. It's a small tribe, tribe. Yeah. of people, but you know, he, he talks about the, the lifestyle of a hunter gatherer, you know, and there's smaller groups and they're, there's equality throughout it and, and everybody's got their role and function, but there's like no mental health issues. There's no, you know, just no drama. And, you know, like, how do you take aspects of that? And he, and he, 
and, and incorporated into these concrete jungles we live in with a million people here, everybody pissed off and self-absorbed. How, how do you, you know, how do you navigate this world based on, you know, our evolutionary context? Yeah, it's it's really blueprint. fascinating. The, and there's, there's great takeaways from it. Like, yeah, okay. I live in San Diego. There's a lot of people here and most of them annoy the fuck out of me, but <laughs> you know, but like, how do I, how do I navigate that smartly to keep my own well being? And he really gets into like, we don't really figure it out until we're retired where we're, we work a little bit, but most of the time's off and we're enjoying life. And he goes like, why are we doing that only at the tail end of your life? Why can't you incorporate aspects of that yeah. from day one into and, your and life? Some right? societies do it. Yeah. It's, I mean, we, it's one of those books that just makes you think, but it was yeah. really cool perspective on it. And it, and I like it because, okay, the physical health part disciplined on and figuring it out, but equally as important now it's like focus on that mental health and attitude and like i don't want to be angry or stressed out so okay there are tools there that same kind of discipline you put into health and nutrition and fitness can i do on the mental health side of things and just be a little bit you know yeah not just, with my finger just harder to measure somebody driving down yeah. the freeway we just don't do it because it's harder to measure but once, you, once you learn how to measure it right yeah. and you be more intentional about it you can totally Cause I'm perfect. So I figured exactly. it out. No, no, I'm just, um, I, I didn't get to tell you this cause we, we usually talk and I haven't talked to you in a couple yeah. of months, just text, but, uh, I purposely avoided you for like 30 days. Cause every time we get together, it's like a four hour deal. And I go into a rabbit hole of some weird <laughs> deal. So I think last six months we, I did a, you and I, you were like, I'm doing this. I read like six books on one thing. And then I went into grounding for like two days. I didn't oh, yeah. go outside, you know, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I got to get off this. Like every time I'm just, cussing out Tushin for like sending me down a rabbit hole on oh, something. Yeah. yeah, the grounding thing. I'm all I'm big into that now. Yeah. yeah. Did you read the guy's book? A buddy of mine wrote it with this other guy. Uh, Steve Sinatra wrote the whole book on grounding. I think I have it at home, yeah. Broke, yeah. Got it, yeah. Yeah, it was uh So you have a little wire going out of the window into the ground. Yeah. Yeah, they make a sheet. Yeah. Yeah, they make a sheet that does it. Yeah. yeah. It's got a I haven't done it yet. It's, I mean, yeah, you know, you don't feel any different, but like when you look at the, you know, your, the blood in your, yeah, veins the biometrics and, and everything, you know, when you're grounded or not, I mean, it makes yeah. perfect sense. It keeps it nice and thin so you don't have a nice clot in your coronary artery. There you go. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It is. It's nuts. But yeah. But anyhow, sorry, but I just remembered because I was, yeah. And <laughs> you uh, and I, you and I did one, I can't remember one book you read. I read it right after you about the very topic. And, oh, by, yeah. and yeah. by the way, I like Neta Kainas a lot. I take it myself. I saw it on your little. Oh, yeah. Sheet. Yeah. That's was... good stuff. But you know, I've got an article that says you're supposed to be taking 10,000 FUs. Yeah. You're just taking what, about 4,000? Not 12. Oh, you're taking 12. Yeah, the That's study came out. It was a recent study that came yeah. out. Uh, and I the dose it. was 12,000. 12, yeah. And it over a 12 week period, the cohort started reversing. Uh, they're calcifying and reversing like sucking out the soft soft plaque a little bit and reducing the burden what 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 are you taking it's uh natto kinase it comes they use it in asia a lot it comes from the netto yeah it's netto. fermented soybeans fermented soy yeah smelly but it, i thought you said ten thousand if you they call it if you like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. ten thousand they, they called if i do that every day yeah. Yeah. i'm sure that i've got a ten thousand yeah. fus yeah. i definitely received ten thousand fus in my life so uh I, well that's good i think i'm gonna bump my dose up a there little bit yeah yeah it's a cool study i got it i'll send it to you i saved it oh yeah melatonin by the way has also been shown to reverse heart disease i've got a good article for you on that i'll have to read that one yeah that's one thing I, I'm lax on. But. Thanks, by the way. Every time I, I just shoot him some random email, and he'll go, <laughs> I got an article. Here you go. And he sends it to me. Just out of the blue, I shoot him an email, and you always answer it and always take the time to explain it to me. So thank you. Well, knowledge is power. You know, like, okay, reading a, a, a peer-reviewed study or whatever is painful at times. But, you know, one filtering through all the bullshit out there, because that's that can lead you down wrong paths. And I've fallen prey to that. And navigate through it but it you know doing your own research and i think uh if you're serious about it it, it does help you know like don't take anybody's word for gospel i mean I, I you know i grew up as a punker man so i always question all authority anyway uh but i never picked that up about you i know i probably not <laughs> but uh it, but i think it, it 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 did lead me to okay i'm going to question this from an authority figure and, and they might be right 
or I might find an alternative viewpoint and then weigh it on their merits. And then yeah. I've done a, you know, 20 years of N equals one experiments on myself. And now I know it works. You know, I mean, the, I think one of the biggest myths really is this whole idea of cholesterol causes heart disease. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you have to ask 100 people on the street, they'll tell you, you know, what's the cause of heart disease? Oh, it's cholesterol. It's absolute bullshit. And I mean, it's mostly because of big pharma. I mean, they have one in four adults now take a statin with 144 side effects. And they're and, so horrible and for you. The, the truth, if you look at it, you know, there's these people who have familial hypercholesterolemia a lot worse than your little EPOE, by the way, yeah, heterogy. Yeah. So, but these guys, they live, believe it or not, they live normal lives. And in fact, they live longer after the age of 70 than the general population. And it's not, it's not the LDL cholesterol unless you oxidize it. If you oxidize it, it causes your mitochondria in the endothelium to get screwed up. So the real cause, and what, it, what causes oxidation? Too much sugar too many seed oils, all these trans fats and shit that people put in all the processed food. And Americans are now eating 73% of their calories is processed food. So, you know, you have to educate. And, you know, the poor, you know, people cooking in the, in your, the households here, they've they got no idea. But, you know, I, I saw this so much when I was in the Middle East, you know, I said, Christ, you know, us doctors and hospitals on the boys, whoever's cooking the bloody food in the kitchen, you know, that's <laughs> That's who I'd be paying because th that's where it starts. I mean, that's where it starts. And, you know, it's you were talking about also, you know, if something bad happens, you know, you put your, you know, like the little frog you were talking about, you know, when it cooks slowly like that, I mean, you don't notice. You know, you just don't know. And that's the problem with obesity and these things. You know, people yeah. just get fat around you. And, I mean, it's like that's the norm, yeah. you know. And so, you know. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah. and we overcomplicate. It's, 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 and to me, it's, it is kind of simple. You know what I mean? It like, is. It's incredibly simple. You know, you just you eliminate the seed oils, no brainer, sugar. Yeah, and then eat real food. And real food has one ingredient: it's meat, it's a sardine, it's you know a banana, it's a sweet potato. That you know, it's olive oil, it's tallow. Those are all real foods. You know that I've uh, never heard that. Eat real food. It only has one ingredient: steak. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I felt like right when he was done with that, he said, it's what's for dinner. It's one. Yeah. It is. It's got one it's ingredient. Venison, yeah. Actually, yeah. What's it got in there? Steak. Uh, first and foremost, avoid seed oils like the plague, you know, and eat real food. But, uh, you know, for all, all of us who are in jobs with high cortisol levels, man, you have to take time and be disciplined and, and focus on your health and well being. And it, it, it does take some discipline. Um, uh, you can, it, it certainly helps exponentially having, you know, a platform like opt health where you have, you know, you can work with doctors and get advice and, and test it and prove it and then make course corrections and tailor your, you know, your health and, and the solutions that reaching optimum health, uh, with them. And, and it's a, it's an insanely valuable tool. Uh, cause otherwise it's it, without things like that, you have to be really fricking disciplined in, in doing the research and it. Most people just don't have the time and our energy and bandwidth. So it, it really is, it's such a valuable platform, uh, for anybody, but for, for our demographic, it's, it's hugely important. You know, it's, it's having, uh, open-minded, intelligent professionals steering in the right direction and giving you the, you know, giving you a path to go down uh it's up to you to take it it takes a discipline though and it's but it's important if you want to enjoy your uh your non-work life so do it you know as a veteran veteran first responder it doesn't matter who you are what capacity you serve you have been of service your entire career however short or long that was and one of the things that we as people of service generally don't do is serve ourselves, serve our, take care of ourselves. We're so busy taking care of everyone else. And one of the lessons I learned over and over and over again in the SEAL teams is if you're not taking care of you, no one else is taking care of you. Everyone is taking care of themselves or someone else. No one's taking care of you. So you have to take care of yourself first. Be selfish. Being selfish about taking care of yourself is actually being selfless because you will have more capacity to take care of the other people because we're just wired differently. Yeah, we totally. want to be of service. So, you know, 
and and a lot of that comes with stepping outside of this status quo of the medical traditional medical mantra that's out there most traditional medicine is kind of like what we talked about earlier that you know you go you you get injured you go to the doctor you need surgery you go to the doctor you're sick you go to the doctor what are you doing before you get sick how are you preventing yourself from getting sick and and taking the, the those appropriate actions so if they find an op, an organization like op health who are who's going to look at all of your labs all of everything that you have we have they have some of the best doctors on the planet that aren't following the status quo they don't answer to big pharma they answer to human kind so if you want to perform at an optimal level, check out OpHealth and and take care of yourself first. Yeah, I totally agree. We talk a lot in law enforcement, and I know you guys do too, where just don't react to the adversary, but respond and have a plan. Mm -hmm. And yet we don't do it for ourselves. (laughs) And we don't take the time to do that, right? And so we're not going to react to an adversary. So why are we not taking that same approach with our own health because we only get one body we might change some parts around if it's bad enough but you did all that stuff you did all that service take care of yourself and be able to do the things you want and so yeah. uh, be proactive and you're not generally going to get that from traditional models so that's why that's why i came to op health and that's why i'm staying for uh for police officers um in this profession uh, to be successful you're proactive in what you do. You're proactive in how you impact crime and preventing crime from happening. Take that same level of proactivity and apply it towards your health. Look at a different model and a different way of doing things. And don't just be reactive and waiting for um, for you to be sick to go to your doctor. Take a look at a program where you can absolutely shape and be proactive with, with what you do and how you feel. And Opt Health is a great way to be able to uh, to change the complete narrative on on how you take care of yourself and what your overall physical wellness is. Thank you for listening to the Cato Podcast. To become a member of Cato, check out our website at catotraining.org. If you have a topic suggestion, please send them to podcast at catotraining.org. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend and rate us on the platform of your choice. 